Hey everyone, episode 62 features a special guest, my friend, co-worker, Jack Watermolin, one of our coaches at the WAC. Jack is also the two-time state champion for Arrowhead Girls High School as the head coach. Jack talked with me for over an hour about all kinds of topics, including how he got here, and he's got a great story. So hope you enjoy it. We did record this from the Kids Club at the WAC, and you may hear a little bit of constant music over the back that we were unable to turn off through the speaker. So just a little soundtrack for Jack. So thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoy it. Talk to you all soon. See ya. people this is podcast 62 and i have a special guest we've been waiting on this forever this is i'm not sure how it's going to go but i'm with the two-time defending state champion arrowhead high school jack watermolin jack say hi to the people hello people good job jack um so i'm going to start with a high school question and i'll do some introductions later okay so if you're listening to this and you know me jack works at the WAC with me um, coaches high school and we've been put, had this on the schedule for a while um, so he just won his second state championship with the girls at Arrowhead are you undefeated have you ever lost the state championship are you two for two uh my first year at Arrowhead we didn't even go to team state really this is my third year at Arrowhead but it's your but second as a head coach first as a head coach I was an nice. assistant coach first two years all right well here's so. my first question to sort of kick off how we do this um, I coached high school at New Berlin West for five seasons. It was awesome. I loved it. Uh, terrible team. By the year five, we really good. We ended up having the number one seed at D2 for state at the time. In um, all those matches I coached in five years, I believe that I personally maybe had an effect on the outcome, turned a loss to a win in maybe three to five, six matches. And I've coached a lot, but I don't think I had that much impact on the result of matches. Um, I sort of believe that the practice is most important, and once you roll the balls out, they are who they are. How many times in two state championship seasons do you think you walked on the court and turned a match from a loss to a victory? Like some girl's going to lose, and yeah. your coaching changed it. I'm just curious. I'm not. This isn't me making fun of you because I'm no. going to. <laughs> but I don't not that many I would probably yeah. agree with you as well um, I think my coaching especially on the I kind of see it as I have more of an effect on the doubles teams I than agree. I do the singles players especially at Arrowhead these girls play 12 months out of the year all since they were 6 um, but a lot of them haven't seen played doubles or seen doubles yeah. play um, I don't. I can't. Nothing like. Is there one match that sticks in your head? Like I, they won that because of my coaching, my advice, my feedback. They were gonna I lose guess, if I hadn't have talked to them. There, I can't really think of many in my career. Maybe, maybe like one or two that came down really tight. Um, like, and it's usually like three or four singles because like. The upper lineup, the one-two singles, they they either win big or they lose bad. Yeah. It, I, I have I definitely have changed like matches going into three sets or right. or like girls have won six-two, six-three instead of seven-five, seven-five. Um, but I don't know if I've completely come back win. I, there, one does stick out in my mind at Kettle Moraine when I was with boys. Um, yeah. My one singles was was playing, I forgot who it was, West Osha Central, and it was a good match. Um, and the kid had a full Western forehand, and I told him, just slice and moonball to his forehand side yeah. after he lost the first set, and he came back and won it in a, in a breaker, cool. which was cool. Um, but... Realistically, on court, 
I'm more of a cheerleader than anything. Right, it's it's, it's mostly keeping them from melting down. Correct. Girls or boys. Correct. Like anger, tears, yes. um, staying in the match, all yeah. that kind of stuff. I think that's big. And who knows? I may that may be the wrong question because those things do influence a match. You just yeah. might not see it from a strategy right. standpoint. It's never like that Disney. I'm down. I lost first set. Oh six. Didn't we talk about this yesterday? Yeah. Making a Disney movie. It, it, yeah, making a Disney movie. It's we should never, make one. We should. I'm gonna call tennis. Walt Disney. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna call his it? family member. <laughs> I don't think he's around. No. Bob Iger is yes. the CEO. There's never Disney. been a Disney tennis movie. There. Has there? Oh, I guess not a Disney. That's something like that. Has there? I don't think I tennis. Can't recall. Tennis movies are also stupid. They're all bad. But they're but, fun to watch because they're so yeah they're so bad. Um, have you seen Seven Days in Hell? It's a uh, it's um, uh, Kit Harrington who's on Game of Thrones and Andy Andy Samberg. Yes, yes that's, I have. That is the most realistic and best tennis depiction yes. of all time. There are some good ones that I've watched that are though they're so they're so freaking bad. All right, on the opposite of that, is there have you ever changed the win to a loss? Like Ooh. you, you overcoached. Um, you overdid it. You thought you were doing something amazing, and you, they tried it and just bombed. I think, I, th- I, not a win to a loss, but I have overcoached a lot, and I'll walk off court and I'll be like, oh, I didn't need to tell her to drive that slice too low to somebody's backhand and approach off of it more because that's not <laughs> what she's thinking about right now, especially when I first started. Like, it, you you watch these matches, and a lot of times I'm walking around, so I'll see, like, three points, you know? I'm going from three doubles all the way up to yeah. one singles, and I'm walking around. I'll watch four points, and they could be the worst four points of the match, and then I come out with all these ideas, and sometimes... You just have to have to say less to yeah. coach more. I agree. Know? I I used to work briefly with a former coach of a school that you compete against that we've discussed before, and this coach used to run out on the court. I watched him one day. I've talked about it in the podcast previously. I watched this coach coaching girls goes out on the court third set of the changeover, and he's trying to teach one of his players how to hit topspin. I'm not joking. He grabs a racket. He's changing her grip. He's got a ball. And he's brushing over it. He's all like sweaty and fired up. Yeah. Teaching this girl. This was at like subs or sectionals. At, yeah. At higher. Yeah. And he runs out. He's giving a topspin lesson in the middle of the third set. Yeah. On one of the bigger days of the year, right? Yeah. The biggest probably. Right. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. And I just sort of believe in the high school world, it's managing emotions. Yeah. Um, how they're working with their partner, communications. Right. Um, all those kind of things, far more than X's and O's and strategies and all that kind of stuff. Doubles, right. I think you're right. I think we can have far more effect in doubles because there's a team element we can right. manage that. Right. Um, all right, cool. See, that wasn't so bad for your first no. question. No. Now here's now we're gonna do some rapid fire. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Because these are things I've talked about in previous podcasts. Okay. Um, <laughs> have Have you ever worn the same thing to work to the whack to teach back to back days? Same, same outfit, like on a Monday, and you wear it again on a Tuesday to the wedding. Not, not like the full outfit, but I've like, I'm wearing this sweatshirt. I'll probably I only work three hours today. I'll probably wear it again tomorrow. That's why I ask because I'm wearing the exact same thing I wore yesterday. Because yesterday my day was pretty easy. I didn't hit a ball. It was all groups. Yeah, I never played never run so I got home I'm like I didn't sweat it all I just put it all on hanger and I wore it again and then I was questioning is that what do you, what do you mean by you wore every it all again though? not all okay there's all one right. piece that I did <laughs> change because it was rotten. your socks <laughs> your socks I did do socks, okay good the the I got a long sleeve shirt and my yeah. black whack over in the shorts all the same yeah and then I got here I'm like is that is that weird do other people no, do it I've done it before especially with the long sleeves if I wear a long sleeve and I don't like hit in a lesson I'll wear yeah. it again the this next is, day so let me know if I have a stench yeah, coming okay. across the table well um, more than normal alright top Christmas movies I'm um, putting you on the spot mine Elf, Elf number Elf, one Elf number one um, my mom really likes It's a Wonderful Life yeah um, I do not you know the original reason why It's a Wonderful Life <laughs> got popular 
Why? So fun fact. I like because these facts. Because their um, broad, the like studio's broadcasting rights ran out of, and it was like originally a flop at the box office. So they didn't renew their like broadcasting rights or whatever it's called for the movie. So every TV channel played it constantly because it was free to play no over way. Christmas. And people just grew up watching it because it was always on TV. So I argue that it's actually not a good movie because they, won't, they didn't renew their rights. And people just like it for the nostalgia factor because it was on TV it was on. all the time. I had no idea. Yeah. That's why you're on this, Jack, Yeah, to give yeah. me um, useless information. That was my law professor, a uh, story from my law professor my senior year of college, so it could be fake, but that uh, one stuck if, with if me. If you can say it, it's true. Right. right? Correct. Yeah. Um, I've got Christmas Vacation, number it, one. Yeah. Okay. Always, forever. Nothing will pass it. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred Claus, Vince Vaughn, and Paul Giamatti were their brothers, and he goes back. And yeah. I don't know why, it's, it's, it's my second favorite. Yeah. Um, and then I've got uh, Elf 3, Polar Express. Okay. Um, and then any, number five for me, was any of the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen. Tim Allen. There's like 17 of them. Yeah. I just, yeah. if they're on, I can't stop watching yeah. them. I have to see how it ends, yeah. even though I know how it ends. Yeah. But uh, those were mine. All right, yeah. next one. Crocs in public. This is a big one to ask everybody. How do you feel about wearing Crocs or sweatpants in public? You're going out. Um, you're going out to. You're going out to dinner. Not a. Uh, you're not, going to uh, Panera. I'm, Are you in Crocs and sweatpants? Uh, sweatpants, yes. Crocs, no. No Crocs. Do you own Crocs? I do not own Crocs. I'm more of a Birkenstock guy. All right. I um, I own Crocs. I don't wear them in public except I've worn them to Quick Trip. Sure. That's the only place I've gone. I feel like it's acceptable there. Yeah. yeah. But um, I'm not a sweatpants in public, dude. It's, I feel like, I don't know. What do you, I, like, it's giving up. It depends. I've heard you talk about this before. <laughs> right? Yeah. It depends on what you mean by sweatpants for me. I, like, I won't go out in, like, baggy old sweatpants but if stains on them. And yeah. And, like, and with a hole in, the, in it and stuff. But, um... But if you're talking about like joggers or like warm up, so like, joggers are different than well, sweats. They definitely are. See, I don't if own a pair of those. I wear shorts should, today. It was below should, zero, and I wear shorts. I also yes, but you should jog. If your kids are listening to this, they should get you a pair of like. <laughs> I, I talked like, like Lulu, Lulu, no, no Fabletics joggers. I used to talk so much trash about Lululemon. Yeah. And I got a pair of joggers. Do you? And I like. You love them? I love they're them. They're so expensive. I, yeah, they're ridiculously expensive, but I've had them for like two or three years. Yeah. And it's awesome. All right. I, just, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Next one. First concert you ever went to? Um, it was REO Speedwagon no at, the way. Wa- at the Waukesha County Fair. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. How old were you? Do you remember? Um, I think like 13 or 14. And then, um, well, I used to show pigs for 4 H. So I'd spend the entire week at the fair, and they always had, like, the most ridiculous, like, musical guests that would come and perform yeah. at the fair. Were and they like, were they with, like, Styx and Journey and yeah, Boston? It, it and wouldn't <laughs> ever be, like, as good as Styx or Journey, but it was, like, one year it was CCR, which yeah. was really, uh, Ted cool. Nugent came to town. So one, do you one like year. that kind of music in general? I'm a... Because you started, that I'm was a, your first one? Yeah, I'm a big, like, 80s hair metal type of... Dude, this is guy. why we get along. Yeah, yeah. So like Sticks, Journey, Ario Speedwagon. What CCR. about like Poison, Bon Jovi? A, yeah, like that world. Yeah, I like delve into it a little bit, but yeah, and then like the Metallicas of the yeah. So I talked about it pre. My first one was Metallica. I was eighteen awesome. in Evansville. Went to Metallica, and um, they're still going, dude. Yeah, they're, they're well, freaking the, amazing. And their t- tickets are like five hundred bucks. Yeah, I was looking uh, to like go see them. Um, I think they came to Milwaukee. They're amazing, still. But, yeah. I know there's Lars, the drummer's 60 now. I think they're both, him and James Hetfield, the lead singer guitarist, they're both 60 years old. Yeah. They met when they were 18. They're still yeah. doing it. And well, they've never had fights. They just it's, they just get along, which is crazy. Which, yeah, I wouldn't. Everybody I wouldn't, breaks up. But especially, like, you know, on the end of a road trip, you're like, thank God that yeah. this is was only nine days. 
but then you tour the country for like five and a half years together. I know. And you're like, oh. It is really interesting that yeah. they are able to do that. Yeah. All right. Tell me something that would make professional tennis better. We may have talked about this. Yeah. I think they should just let the coaches on the court because yep. we're wasting time watching them yep. jaw at the in the corners in yep. between points. So they're already talking. Just let them sit on the bench. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to get translators. Someone because yeah. you, you hear like Djokovic screaming at his yeah. box in a language I don't speak. Right. I'd love to have somebody on this on site to translate. Right. What they said. Those other my two. Is there anything that you would to watch? I, you watch in pro U.S. Open on TV. What yeah. makes it better? Um, I have so many thoughts about this because I, professional tennis, as a whole, has done a horrible job of like keeping up with the rest of the sporting world. Um, I agree. Um, get rid of lets. That's my that's my biggest. Um, people hate hate it when I bring that up. But no lets. Play every let. So college style. Yes. But then in doubles, I know in some tournaments with no lets, either player can could, play the, the let. The returner's partner could slide yes. over and get it. Yeah. I, I could get down Which, with that. So at least professional doubles, just play lets. I yeah. hate pausing. And then um, like more music, get the crowd more into it. I know people are also... In between changeovers or during play. During points. During points. I want beach balls. I want... <laughs> I want. I like, I'm not necessarily against it because, like, can you imagine if LeBron James went up to the free throw line and they shut the music off and no one can cheer? So you're telling me that these professional athletes can't make a serve with the crowd just harassing them? Yeah, I, you know? I agree. Do you I, think there's something though with hearing the sound of the ball coming off the opponent's racket tells you a lot of info about what's coming? Yeah. Like you and I, yes. Uh, those players, they can hear it, and they right. know that's got a certain amount of spin or pace or right. something. Does does that if the crowd's loud, you can't hear that? Does the level of play drop? I and now we don't want to watch them. Then we'll try it out at least. I hate the well, like oh well, it's a gentleman's sport. You shouldn't quiet please play. Yeah. I, I sort of agree. I think more people would watch, but also at least, if you're on if you're watching on TV. Are we going to hear the, all the music during the points? Because yeah. we like the sound of that ball being hit, too. That is true. You'd 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 give up, like, the sound of points, which is, yeah. it is, like, a satisfying sound. Do you mic um, the ball? I think you mic the court, just like NFL does. NFL doesn't, like, mic the stadium. You can't hear. Right, like, but Joe NFL, Schmo. baseball, when the play is going, they're not playing music. Do you right. watch NFL? That is true. Right before they get to the line... They shut the music off. Yeah. Okay, so no music during points, but I say just let the crowd. They could crank it up until they walk up to the line and start their routine, and then they lower it. But then let the crowd just get rowdy during points. I like it. Because uh, at least for, like, one tournament. It doesn't have to – because Wimbledon will never do it. It's such a – it's – like, we need a tournament like the one in Arizona, the golf tournament. Yeah, where they the, built the waste stadium management. And they're all open. screaming. Yeah. Something yeah. like that for tennis. We're like – Turn Indian Wells into a drinking game, like just like. I like it. I think I think this is gonna go. Um, I think it's gonna go to the top. Yeah. Could we talk to Walt Disney about it? Yeah. Does he Bob, <laughs> Walt Walt and Bob will get right on it. All right. Um, should people say sorry when they hit a let cord and win the point? Um, Not off the serve, but you and I are playing. I hit a forehand, hits the net, goes over, I win. I, Do I need to apologize? Because I, I don't think so. It's just part of the game. I, that's it. No, I want to say no. I I am a big fan of college tennis and the drama and the even the like. I don't. I'm obviously as a coach, I'm never gonna tell people like, oh, don't apologize or like, or yeah. uh, or start hooking somebody, but uh, or like cheat like that. But I love watching college tennis because the cheating is so bad and the the drama is there. Um, yeah, just there's and other there's, sports there's, where lucky things happen and they don't apologize. If right. the guy banks in a three-pointer in the right. NBA, he's not or like full, going around to apologize. Yeah, full court shot and it like yeah, or, uh, off the uh, rim and uh, broken bat, right? Single that rolls about ten feet and he makes it the first on it. They yeah. don't. No one else apologizes. I, and I, it, uh, I think overall for the sport, let me let me put it this way: I wouldn't. I'd want my my players to be respectful be nice um 
Because you know but, they're not really sorry. Yeah, no one's Heck sorry no, about not. that. No, but no one's really sorry. But, I think uh, it should be fist pump in their face. I have because I'm so good, so accurate. I was able to hit that ball into the net on yeah. purpose, and I still kicked your butt. I've I've told my girls before if you you hit the hand up, sorry. And then go right into uh, you're too little. <laughs> so just put your so sorry into too small. Thought you were gonna go to put a certain finger up no, in the air. No, no, I don't. I wouldn't do that'd that. That'd be some quality but, coaching. All right, um, almost done. Then we're gonna get to your life. Okay. Uh, drills versus lessons. Is there a difference in your mind? Yes, absolutely. What's Quickly, what are what are the differences? Um, you're you're doing a drill or you're doing a lesson. Yeah. What's the difference for you? So drills, I in my mind, I immediately go to like a lot more point play, and I'm like teaching more the strategy than I am strokes and lessons. Lessons. If somebody's like, oh, are we saying like, I'm in my mind, I think drills multiple people. I'm playing more points. It's more. It's more point play based. I'm keeping the game like it kind of game centered, but the games are focused on something that I'm trying to a point yeah. that I'm trying to make. And then lessons, I'm like breaking down your technique and coaching more technique, maybe some like match play focused stuff, like a um, but mostly technique based. All right, that makes sense. But I um I struggle with that because I I we've talked about it. I want to teach. Yeah, like I'm far enough along in my career that I don't want to be just a ball feeder and we've talked about it yeah um, and I'll try to bring this up without naming people but we do something in the summer called ladies day yes use all the courts 30 some people um, and some of the group is there just for exercise some is group there just to see their friends some are there because they don't have anything else to do and there's a few that are there because they want to get better Right, and I tend to gravitate toward those, and we changed Ladies' Day a bit this year. We made it instructional. Yeah, you, know, you didn't do a ton of them, but we made it instructional. Yeah, a, a portion of it every time. There was yep. some lesson based to it, and that's sort of what I like to do. So I yeah. try to mix the. Honestly, Jack, you know this. We're just we're just freaking entertainers. Yeah. All right, we're we're, we're there paid to put on a show, watch watch the watch the guys dance. And, yeah. Right? That's it. It's, they they want to leave having an enjoyable time, get some exercise, and come back next right. time. But I'm trying to always add an element of teaching yeah. and coaching to it. Um, but I, I, I understand your point. I think that's, yeah. a, that's a good answer. You it actually always, sounded educated. Thank you. I, I try to sometimes. <laughs> but I always like struggle with people who are like, well, I just want to play as many points as possible. and Because I come from a background of like, why would you pay for that then when well like just go out on court and play points somebody to hit with yeah 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 exactly and they're like well i want to play as many points as possible you feed the balls that's your job i don't want to serve that i I like serve that's on my list later okay all right good we'll get to it um because i have thoughts about yeah i had one recently i talked about it that the player was honest with me look me in the eye i'm just here for the entertainment didn't want anything and it, it actually helped me because I didn't have the stress of trying yeah. to battle with this player yeah I just like oh that's cool and I, I put my coaching to the other three yeah and just had fun with this one and it worked right. out because she was honest with me yeah it wasn't this like me trying to figure out why isn't this person listening to me she just told me I'm just here for fun yeah entertainment I'm like cool yeah I, I think I'd rather them tell me why what's your what's your purpose here right but if their purpose is, we just want you to feed us a bunch of balls and shut up, right. then I'm walking. Right. I can't do it. I had a group here that sort of did that to me when yeah. I first started, and I have not taken that group again. Yeah. I think um, it's important to find the right coach. All right. To- next one. You have two left. Coaches versus pros. What term do you prefer? Um, I prefer coach. But so I'm, do I. I'm more of... A coach, like a, in the classical yeah. sense. I, it, I've talked about it a bunch, and with a lot of people, it still bothers me. Even here, like the the front desk staff, most people here call us pros. Yeah. And in my head, I just it's sort of cringy to me because yeah. I'm thinking I'm not. I don't want anybody to think I believe I'm a tennis pro. Right. Tennis pros are on tour making millions and right. have far more talent than I'll ever have. Right. So I always I really try to use even here as I've gotten to know the coaching staff here yeah. and taking a bigger role I always use the term coaches like yeah. it's hey coaches 
because um, I just don't think it's the right. We're have you, unless you're going to say teaching professional, right? Which right. you're not going to say. Have you? Uh, so I mean, the, when I first started working here full time, I I forgot who asked me, but they're like, "What do you What do you do for a job?" And I made the mistake of introducing myself as a I'm a tennis pro. Tennis pro. Oh, tennis pro. And they're like, <laughs> they like look me up and down, and they're like, "Really, the five ten this kid like he's a tennis pro and they like I had to then explain and then from that moment on I'm just like I teach tennis I sometimes yeah. I won't even do coach I'll just say I teach tennis I know it's like I, I've run marathons and half marathons and my kids when they were younger always asked me like I'd go off and run a race did you win yeah <laughs> no why not why didn't you win were yeah. you close to winning nope I was no. like 18,000 right like what was you're not very good. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't understand. There's different. Right. And so, I've, as they've gotten older, I've tried to explain. There's a, there's a group of people in the beginning, about 20 people, who one of them is going to win, and all the rest are just doing it for fun. For They're like, you're running for fun? Right. Why would you? So, I'll, I'll go this year in April and run it again, and my kids will ask me if I want it. Yeah. Um, all right, last one. Okay. Errors. I believe the significant portion of, of mistakes on a court and, and the results are more important is the timing of the errors, not the total number. Because people get, my, my players get caught up in how many times they screw up. Yeah. And I try to tell them, listen, I, I don't care how many times. I care that you don't screw up at three, four, add out in a third set. Yeah. You can screw up 50 times as long as none of them are in big moments. Yeah. Um, so I've been teaching that your errors, you got to judge yourself in the timing of them, not just the number. Obviously, yeah. you're not going to win a match if you make a, a billion. Right. But if you make 20 unforced errors in two sets, yeah. and none of them are at, at out, you're good. Right? Yeah. If you step up, I, I, what do you think about that? You think I that's think, way off? I think um, nobody's going to drastically change in a big moment. They're probably going to get worse. Um, it's just Except human for Michael nature. Jordan, the go. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Ever. Yeah, LeBron sucks. I mean, it's it that has something to it where like if you're like just a straight up competitor and you have that dog, as Tim and Tim yeah. and I will will talk about, um, like you step up at big moments. But I think it's more important how you're making your errors and at what time. So I agree with you. Like sometimes if it's not at a big moment, it's fine. But if you're hitting. If you're seven feet back from the baseline and you're hitting balls into the bottom of the net, or if you're seven feet back from the baseline and you're ripping them to the moon and they're eight feet long, I think it's more important how you're making those errors because that shows something about your decision making. So like, if you're making poor decisions, which is resulting in errors, um, I'm fine with errors, but if you're making, if you're making dumb mistakes, mental mistakes, which is resulting in errors, then you have to address that. Like, oh, was yeah. I trying to rip a winner from eight feet behind the baseline? And that's why. I just feel like too many club players, high school players, they judge themselves solely on how many times they screwed up. And I think there should be another category. How many times did you screw up when you couldn't afford to screw up? Yeah. So if we're playing a match and you dump first point of the match, you bomb a forehand over the fence. Yeah. Who cares, right? Yeah. But if it's third set, 4-4, four, four, add out, that, and you bomb the same one, now you got a problem, right? It's the, yeah. It's the timing, because nobody cares about that first one. Yeah, but why is it 4-4? Four, four? Is it because you made 40 errors on, the, on your way there? Well, if you and I were playing, it would yeah. only be 4-4 four, four, because I hung around and let you win. Right, yeah. So you wouldn't feel bad about yourself. Right. Because yeah, I would have yeah. been up 6-0, 5-0, 40 With your serve and volley. It would have been sure. high kick serve to your backhand. You'd hit it short, I'd come sure. in and smoke a forehand. Right. That's it. And then you'd cry. I'd probably cry, you're right. I'm, I'm emotional. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for the important parts? Yes. Because those were just, that was just like, was that was the appetizer. Okay. It's just Thanksgiving. You just had stuffing and potatoes and crab legs. Crab. I heard you that's had, cra- my, you just had crab legs. Um, so, again, people, if, if there's anybody listening to this, I know my mom's listening, so okay. she's, she'll like you. Yeah. Um, I sort of asked because I had, I had Tim on here, yeah. Shannon, I've had multiple people. Um, without 
going the next several hours. Yeah. I'm curious because I don't I don't even know this stuff really. Yeah. Um, how did you get here? That's you're you're a coach at the WAC. You're a high school state champion coach. Yeah. Where did where did this? What path were you on that ended up like I got Tim's story? He's yeah. got a cool story about how he ended up in this business. He wasn't yeah. built for this. Um, what? How did you end up in this kids club at the WAC doing a podcast with me? That's a great question. Um, I'm kind of like, I think Tim mentioned this, like most of us who are doing this full time, this wasn't our original goal. Right. To like, um, like it very rarely does it seem like somebody graduates college and they're like, I'm going to go teach tennis as my full time job now. Um, I originally went to college for civil and environmental engineering for my first year failed calc base or calc two and i said maybe <laughs> engineering isn't for me and uh so changed my major to legal studies was super set on law school like took the lsat was applying to law schools um or looking at applying to law schools and um talked as the, the more i talked to lawyers the more i realized this might not be for me. When they're like, oh, you'll work 80 hours a week in yeah. an office and you'll be shackled by debt. And I can, knowing you, I can see you doing it from a good with words, yeah. great telling a story, um, know how to talk to people. Yeah. But I can't see you trapped in an office. Yeah, that, that, was a big, that was a big thing. So then I like, I went through, I've had, yeah, I've had a lot of jobs. I worked for... I worked for the state. Um, I was a page in a state representative's office for a little bit. That was horrible. Dang. Um, I was a, a bouncer in college when I was a little bit bigger. This is why I asked. Yeah. <laughs> I was a bouncer at a, at a bar, uh, Red Rock. It's a, a trashy country bar. It's horrible. <laughs> um, that is so cool. Yeah. We, yeah. That was... And then I was, because I was kind of thinking law enforcement, and then for some reason, I don't know, I watched Roadhouse, and I was like, this would be awesome. <laughs> but it wasn't like Roadhouse at all. It was, it was uh, but I, I stuck around at that job for a while. Um, and then I ended up getting my EMT, um, my EMTA. So what is the A? There's EMT basic, so EMT B, and that's, you're like, uh, you basically lift the cot that the people are in, and that's all you do. And you might pump on somebody's chest, and that's about right. it. It's it's ba it's BLS, basic life saving, and uh, uh, people call it basically lifting shit all the time. <laughs> so, uh, and then I got my advanced, so I can start like a pick line, um, I get, like an IV. Could you give me an IV right now? Yeah, you still remember that? Yeah. Stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. Could yeah. you do it? Do you have your IVs? Stuff? No, I do not. I, I can like draw it. your I can draw your blood yeah, after yeah. this though. I All have right, my let's do it. I have my stuff. That'd be great content. Yeah, That's what podcasts there you go. Say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, so I and then I moved out to Wyoming and worked in Yellowstone National Park for eight months. Um, I worked for kind of my main job there was through a hotel service in the park called Zantera, where I was like security for them. Um, but then I volunteered as an EMT for the National Park Service. So. Dang, did you ever see a buffalo? Yes. Or a moose? Y yes. Or a, you see a goat? <laughs> a mountain goat? <laughs> or like a domestic goat? <laughs> did you ever see a, like a house cat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen a house cat. Um, everybody's always like, oh, the the animals, the animals. But like, oh, gee, did uh, did you ever see a bear bear attack? It, there's four million people in that park. We weren't worried about the bears. We're worried about people being dumb, because like you think about it, if one percent of the population's crazy, four million people come to the park. Was that that's forty thousand crazy people in the summer? <laughs> so. Um, that is that is a good way to yeah it was think so about it. that was awesome um, I I loved it I made zero money they pay me federal minimum wage um, and they pay for my room and board but 
that. So I I thought, oh, maybe maybe stay out there. Um, COVID kind of sent me home. Um, came home, started working here part-time. Um, got always a, tennis? You didn't, like a lot of the WAC people started as front desk or yeah. cleaning and then they move up and you came no, in as was, a tennis guy. Yeah, right? very, very part-time. Um, talked to Mono, one of my good friends, Augie Badura and I just took a part-time job here because we were both home. Um, and, uh, well, I started, I played tennis at Oconomowoc High School. So I hit here and was an assistant way back when, like 20, was that 2010? Um, so I was like a shit little teenager yeah. that assisted Andy Badura with his red, and Jeff with his red ball classes. Really? Yeah. So, and that, that was, we got a free membership here. And that was like my main, I just wanted court time. Yeah. Um, because it was like here or Olympia, and Olympia didn't have heat, and the roof leaked. The roof was... <laughs> yeah. I heard. So it was... So I, I came here, and then uh, met Tim. I was working at um, Trek, the bike company, um, through COVID. And they have their own, their own um, like, medical clinic. So I was working as like a patient care provider there. So they have a medical clinic just for their employees. Um, so I was drawing blood, but mostly in like checking Draw, people in for drawing blood and smashing foreheads. Yeah, exactly. That's, but that's I, the Disney movie. Yeah, draw, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Disney's really good. Fly for a, the. It's about an EMT. Yeah. Who also is a professional tennis player. Right. And after each match, he does the drug testing for all the, play, all for the his players. For his opponents. Yeah, but not him. He and he's actually him. on. He's the one. He's who's on Trembolone. Yeah. yeah, and we get John Cena. We've got. A, we get John Cena to play me. We've got it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. that fits. <laughs> we've got a movie, dude. Yeah, I feel good about it. Called Bob Iger. Yeah. Um, but uh, his, his friend Walt Disney. Yeah, um, but uh, I did. I think I did like. We did the math one time, and while I was working there, I did like thirty thousand COVID tests. So I was the nose swabber. I was like a full-time nose swabber during COVID. Dang. And I kind of lost my mind. And I was like starting to think about it. And I was talking to Tim about like, um, and Tim and I met and became friends through that. Like, it was probably a year or two when I was doing that part-time. Um, Tim and I, like, I was doing the math. We were talking about maybe me moving full-time or um, getting more serious about tennis coaching. And then I took the Kettle Moraine boys coaching position. Um, and then soon after that, took the assistant coaching uh, position for the Arrowhead girls. Were you doing both at the same time? I was doing both at the same time. I was double dipping. So and you're like coaching KM. Boys. Head, head coach boys. The boys. And, and then assistant. Assistant Arrowhead. Yeah. Which, like, I'm like, I don't know if people, I don't know how people would view that. Because, like, but it's two different genders two different teams and yeah one's the head i think if you were the head coach of both that might be yeah some challenges right being an assistant yeah and i was so i i basically viewed it as if anybody came up to me like we're not coaching the williams sisters i'm a, i just want kids in south central wisconsin to have an enjoyable experience playing tennis because right. um so i I kind of used that argument whenever anybody would like, oh, well, you're a trader. And well, I said, well, I went to Oconomowoc High School. And so I'm a three times trader, if you really yeah. think about it. Um, so yeah, then I, I quit Trek and then started here full time. Um, Dang. And it's, that's, yeah. that's a good story. Yeah. One of the reasons I do this and like to have people on is to hear that. Like when I had Tim on, yeah. I didn't know him that well. Yeah. I had no idea his background. I had Shannon on, yeah. zero idea of, of that stuff. And yeah. I just, I didn't know all that. Um, I think you're the, um, I think you're Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say that in a I'm, complimentary way. Yeah. You've been, I mean, you've done all kinds of stuff and been all over the place we yeah. had great experiences to have yeah um Don't. Uh, and i've talked before and had guests on that i just think it's cool you're right people generally don't do what we do they're not in elementary school thinking 
I want yeah. to teach at a club or coach yeah. high school. They might be thinking they want to be a pro athlete. Yeah. Um, I went to school, started out in pre-law. Yeah. Realized I didn't want to be in school that long and I was too dumb. Right. Then I switched to education because I like to I like to teach. Are you and saying lawyers are smarter, are smarter than teachers? Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess I just did. Yeah. Delete. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> teachers, you're great. You're my favorite. Yeah, my sister's a teacher. Really? Yeah, I um, I got through student teaching at, at Indiana University and realized I didn't like children. Sure. That isn't a big part of and education. I had been teaching private lessons on my own in my small town, and then I was in, on IU's campus. I was working part-time at the tennis center. And my boss at the time says, listen, if you really want out of the teaching, I'll hire you full-time as soon as you graduate as an assistant pro. Back then, everybody was just an assistant pro. There were no... Sure. He was... He was the boss. Right. All of us were assistants in different levels, but we were all called the same. And he, I'm like, all right. He told me what he was going to pay me. I'm like, well, that's better that's than first nothing. year going to teach elementary school. <laughs> right. Uh, right. So I stayed on campus and went full time, and then there to North Carolina for a big job, and then back to Indiana for my first boss job, and then yeah. Wisconsin. And it, I tell everybody, tennis has taken me lots of cool places. Yeah. Places I've you know, I, I wouldn't have gone probably if I had chosen something else. Yeah. Um, and it's the only thing I'm slightly good at. Right. I tell people, I have one skill. I can hit a tennis ball so it bounces and hits your strengths. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Right down the middle of the <laughs> yeah. court. That's it. And yeah. pray you get it back and yeah. you feel like I just told you something. Right. Um, what do you find most difficult about working in a club? From um, a, I guess more from a coaching standpoint, not necessarily uh, uh, behind the scenes, but day to day coaching. What do you struggle with? What what bothers you? Yeah. Um, the is one, there anything? The one thing I I always remind myself too is like <laughs> coming from a world of medical emergencies. Nothing here is bad. Nothing like I agree, dude. if you respond to one motorcycle accident and you're like, oh, every other job in the world is small beans, you know? So I think the one thing I struggle with is people treating their tennis lessons like there's a motorcycle crash going on, like a huge pileup. Yeah. People, I, it, I like that people are passionate about the sport and, and coming to hit. But when you're like freaking out about the schedule, and, or um, or like how well your kid's playing in a tournament, um, I the the missing perspective that some people have, I think, bothers me the most. Where it's like, yeah, there, I'm with you. There's expectations for sure of our of our job, but uh, where like it, you're paying us money, you want to you want to get better, you want your kid to get better. Um, but if they lose one match uh, and they're 14, it's not the end of the world, you know? I think that's a great, I think that is, it's always going to be at the top of what we do is getting people to understand that in the big picture, you're going to leave this lesson or drill or group or league match and you're going to go home and you're going to see your family and your kids and your right. job and right. none of those people care what just happened. So yeah. why are you flipping out? Right. Why are you behaving poorly? Yeah. Why are you upset? You missed a couple of balls. Yeah. Um, I've had groups where I'll just tell them, listen, it's noon on a Tuesday and you're playing tennis at an indoor tennis club taking right. a lesson. There could be far worse things happening in right. your life. Don't make this such a big freaking deal. Right. Um, but it's hard people. Competition makes people do dumb things. Yeah. They, and they behave poorly. There's there's a lot of ego involved where, like, I see it a lot. There, I have some clients, like, 50, 60 years old, and they'll, they'll um, play a, a match, a league match, and they'll be, uh, like, up in arms or, like, their world's ending because they lost their league doubles match two and two because their doubles partner wasn't moving or or they just didn't serve well <laughs> enough. They always have something. And, like, the ego attached with that is really hard to detach yourself from because, like, you do care. You do care about what happens. But it's a good lesson. Like, oh, overall, it's 
it's a good lesson in humility. Um, and I think a lot of us sometimes, the later we go, don't have those lessons anymore. You know, like I, I agree. And where like you just get stuck in your same rut, and you're like, yeah, I, I go to work, and I go play my tennis match, and if and I visit with my family, and I eat crab legs for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and if, heck yeah. And if like the one thing that is uncontrollable, which is your tennis match, goes poorly but you've attached so much of your self-worth to it, it's, like, really hard not to treat that as a huge deal. But you just have to, like, put it back into perspective, take two steps back, like, oh, my God, it's South Central Wisconsin 3-5 USTA tennis. Like, Yeah, I've told people on the court, listen, you're you're wound up and you're angry and you're hooting and hollering. Yeah. Nobody in the world cares about it. For you. Right. There's not a human in the world that cares that it's Wednesday afternoon at 10, you know, 3 o'clock. Yeah. And you just dumped a forehand in your league match. Nobody yeah. cares. Why are you acting? Why are you getting so wound up? Like, keep it in perspective. Right. In an hour, you're going to go home and see your family, pick up your kids, yeah. do whatever you do. Yeah. And no one there has any idea about this so why, why you make it I get in that moment it can be important and it yeah. should be to us too because we want to get them through those things but right. I think everybody would be significantly better player if they could just have a little bit of moments of perspective yeah. during during those situations that's, that's a big thing I talk about Well, when I go out to coach my high school girls when they're playing they'll get like um, really wrapped up really emotionally involved and I'll go out and I'll be like how much how much money do you win at, at the end of this match if you win this match how much money do you win and they're like zero dollars I'm like exactly like yeah have a little more fun usually when you do you you loosen up that's obviously easier said than done and I've gotten the trump card of like one time I'm like I went out to a girl when a girl plays for me and said like who's holding your family captive like this isn't life or death <laughs> and I said this isn't life or death like you gotta you gotta loosen up. You're, like I can see it in the way she's breathing. Like her throat's tight. Her chest, yeah. like her upper chest, is really tight. And I'm like, you gotta loosen up. And she, she turns to me and she goes, "This is life or death for me." <laughs> and I'm like, uh, honest, like, fair enough. Right? Like, fair I mean, enough. Like it, it could is, be. There's a little value to that. Yeah, because you know now that she's dude. She's, she's serious, serious about, about it. This. Which I love her all the more for it. But she <laughs> hit me with the trump card where she's like, "No, I thought Jack. you were gonna say." Her response was. Um, my parents were kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, my this is a Hodgson situation, dude. <laughs> if I don't win this, they all die. Yeah. Like, uh, that, East appears <laughs> high school tennis coaches kidnapped my parents. That would have been a great one. But, all right. That's a great story, dude. Um, we're almost done. Worst loss you've ever suffered as a player oh. or a coach that haunts oh. you. Used to haunt you, still does. I've still got a couple that still to this day, I'm almost 50. Ah. Uh. And I've got a high school match that I've, destroys me. I, that, uh, I still remember everything about it. Do you have a match yeah. or something you've even coached? Yeah. Well, I've had matches that a singular match that sticks in my head. Um, uh, playing Sun Prairie. I was playing one dubs my senior year. Um, split sets. We were playing really well. Um, we were up 9-5 nine, nine in the 10-point tiebreak. Kind of know how this is going to end. Got a sitter forehand, <clears throat> like, service line. I, like, didn't get my racket all the way over it, put it into the fence. Didn't even touch the ground. Just straight into <laughs> just the fence. My it. Just absolutely crushed it. Which, like, at least I swung, but launched it way long. Way long. 9-6, um, we lost the next five points oh. in a row lost 9-11 in, in the in the was breaker. this uh, a tournament into the season or was this a regular this was, season or conference match like this was was it weighted that better it was because, a tournament in in madison that we went out we went out to um but sun prairie was good that year and we we're like oh like we win this match we get a seed at state yeah like we'll be can you set. still picture the yeah, path of the I, ball, like the sound of I, it hitting the fence? I and... remember it hitting too high <laughs> on my strings, on my forehand, and like not getting over the ball and like the racket turning under it. I remember that feeling. I remember how warm it was. I remember where I went to go sit down and, and talk, 
say horrible things about myself. I like, and I was 17, and that was 11 years ago. Yeah. And I remember everything. And then I've had a few matches that I've coached where I was no help, and I watched somebody implode. And it was, and it, like it was a horrible feeling to me. You don't know what to go out there and say. Just couldn't stop. You, it. And it, and it's a car crash, and you're just watching it in slow motion. And it's like, yeah. And it's visceral. And it was these two girls, uh, senior year. <clears throat> and it was like, there's just nothing you can do. I don't think that situation is even harder that, because it's it's other people and their yeah. experience. And it's you've already had your experience. Correct. You know, you're you're a part of theirs, and you just. Correct. It's knowing that this dude's gonna hit this down the line. I know it's coming. Yeah. And he's still gonna beat me. Yeah. Like, and I can't the do anything about it. the the amount of times I've wished it was while I'm coaching, I've wished I could like go out and somehow play or this to be happening to me, so I have something, uh, to, like a physical way of affecting the outcome. Yeah. But like watching it happen as a spectator, I've, is way worse than it happening to you. It's like. For me, at least. I agree. There's zero control. Right. But going back to your moment, that forehand. Yeah. Do you have a little, a small bit of pride that you at least took a full blast? Wow. You didn't you didn't back yeah. off and tap it over and they smoked you. Right. Like, I think there's a little pride in that. That yeah. at least you, you went for the big moment. And yeah. It didn't work out. I, um, I, yeah. But it was, it was definitely like looking back in it now and in, in a coaching perspective, I just got way too excited didn't move my feet and like reached for it and swung really hard yeah but i do i do appreciate at least i swung hard but because if you hadn't let's say you back off and you push it in scott they're both at the baseline if i backed up pushed it in it would have been you still win easily easily i'm trying to find some hope for you no they weren't both back at the baseline there was one up one back and it like so you like, didn't need it was, what you... It was you... the guy at the... It was at the guy at the baseline's head level. And he watched it pass <laughs> him like a it. bird. Like a bird flying by. So it, like, I could have... There's so many things. I could have moved my feet more. I could have split them. I could have dropped in front of me. I, like, You're never going to forget this. No, thing. ever. Seriously, it, I'm, it's I'm 11 years. far older than you. And it's 11 years. I remember every single thing about my... Mine too. I've heard it's, you shank. Uh, you tell the story serve. of your shank. Sh- yeah, shank I can serve. hear it. I can see it. I knew, I knew while it's in the air, and I I mishit it that I had just lost the state championship. Yeah. Like before that ball got out of the rafters and banging around the lights. Yeah. I knew it was over. But it was, but it was five five, wasn't it? I've heard you tell yeah, the story. Yeah, I, w- I was serving. Five ball got broken. Yeah. Okay. And I did well, it add out. I could have double faulted at any other freaking moment. You know the difference between us and. Like actual good athletes, <laughs> who have should we that, get a scroll who, out? Who have that? <laughs> who have that? Who they don't know, like good competitors who have that dog? Yeah, that dog in them. You got broken at five five to be five six. I missed match point at nine five. Both of us had more opportunities, but we let that affect us True. so much where we weren't like whatever, shake that one off. But. Oh, that's true. Like, where we're right back at it. In that moment at my age, understanding the quality of the server that's about to come at us. Like, we were in those where I just knew. you. It sunk me that and my partner knew it. And we tried. You know, it didn't mean we didn't try, but the dude's bombing him, and we hadn't probably hadn't broken him the entire match. And I knew that was coming, so it made it more important. Here's me playing devil's advocate. (laughs) You're not allowed. It's a podcast rule. That it, it... I know we could if have coach, returned better. Yeah, as a as a high school coach right now, I'd be like, "What? Focus up." Right, but There's in your your in my own your co- other mind, not your coaching. Yeah. you know. Yeah, this is gonna this. It this got is it got harder. Bad. It got harder. It didn't make it impossible. It was impossible because we didn't do it. <laughs> we lost, and I cried saying, like a freaking baby. You're saying every <laughs> every. Every uh, possibility was was yeah, basically you lost if you get broken you at five all in the third, no one's ever broken back. Hundred percent in the history of the world, it's never right. happened. I was just one of billions. Yeah, I mean, more than not, it's it's gone that way. Yeah, yeah but it, it, like you go out to Carlos Alcaraz and you say, you just got broken five all in the fifth. 
Like, he's gonna be like, he's gonna be like, well, I just return better. Let's go. Yeah, I, I, I get it. it. But that is why I will never be compared to Carlos, Carlos uh, Alcaraz. Um, all right, almost done. I got a couple more. All right, there's tons of stuff we could talk forever, honestly, about yeah. all this. But um, do you think you could dunk a basketball if you had a full year of personal training with a trainer specifically to get you to dunk a basketball? I've tried. Um, probably shocking. N- probably not. <laughs> yeah, you only a year. Let's say you get you get one of our trainers. You get Eric or Mike or um, Kayla or any of the good Alex. Yeah. Um, do you think you say, dude, you got one year? I need to be able to dunk. Is there? I'm. Do we have that in us? I'm five eleven and change. You and I are about the same. Yeah, I'm five eleven. Um, may maybe. But I just feel I, like, like it's I, a lot of calf work. Yeah. I mean, there's people do do it. They, like, train plyometrics to, like, yeah. be able to have that bounce. But I think there's a natural bounce that you need that I don't have. Me too. All right, what about, which would be easier, dunking a basketball or hitting a home run in a major league baseball stadium? You get you get hitting coaches yeah. and training. Which one do you do first? I'm just curious. I've, um, these things are in my head. Because I've never dunked a ball and I've never hit a homer and I want to someday in my life. Do you play like slow pitch or never have played? You played? <laughs> never played baseball. My kid played, um, but I want to hit. I, I want will the say, feeling of hitting a homer. I will say, well, I've played slow pitch and hit homers there before. It is really hard. I'm talking. It's not the same. It's Miller not the Park. same. I'm not comparing this. I'm not <laughs> comparing this at all. I don't. Um. I'm picking – we're in a hand-eye coordination sport, and that's our whole job. Yeah. I'm picking a home run. Um, this is closer to the move we're used to doing. Yeah, a bit. the swing's totally different, but just <clears throat> but the it's general – hitting, hitting a moving you, object. Yeah, are you – is this a home run derby where somebody's just throwing me 70-mile-an-hour Yeah, this is not, oh, this okay. is not yeah. major league pitching. Okay, okay then, yeah. It's one not time. underhanded. It's a yeah. – but it's like a sixty mile, seventy mile an hour yeah, fastball down the pipe. Yeah, that's then home run. You think you home can do run. it all all day? Before before dunking. Yeah. Which I one think, do you get hurt first during the training? Oh. Does that swinging a bat that hard? Yeah. That's a. I mean, I'm gonna break a hip. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but man, your knees and feet oh. and calves and. Yeah, my knee would explode. And either one. Do you um, want to here? Basically, I I asked the question because I'm putting out a challenge. Yeah. You. We each pick one, whoever accomplishes it first wins. Which one do you want? Well, how do I get into a major league ballpark? That's just details. Okay. Too. Walt Disney's going to get yeah. <laughs> he, he gets Walt into Disney. <laughs> Walt Disney's frozen he, body. He gets um, into anywhere. Uh, Let's say all that stuff can happen. I, I've got a deal with the Brewers, Miller I think, Park, or we can go to the uh, Pfizer for the Bucks play. I think if it's truly just a home run derby, you're throwing a ball like and I'm not facing an MLB pitcher. I think I could think hit a it? home run in a month. Shut up. I think no. I could. All right. I think I could. That's going to be the title of the podcast. All right. Jack yeah. hit a home run in a month. I think but like it would take me a, but I'm going there 6 hours a day. All right. Like we need six, to take the tennis staff to the batting cages just yeah. to see who's got some skill. I'm That'd down. be kind of fun. I'm down. It does like rip up your hands though. Yeah, I agree. I think I think probably a home run. Plus, I think there's a little bit of slight luck involved if you get a hold yeah. of one in the right part of the bat, yeah. the right speed. Where dunking, you there's no luck. You have to get to a certain height. Yeah, right. And then like you have to be strong and explosive, yeah. and like that a, takes longer than a bat. Even you know major league pitchers hit home runs every once in a while when they right. use the bat, right? Because they I just mean, right. connected correctly. Yeah, the per- yeah, the professional athletes that have done it their entire life. All yeah, right, let's even do this. Get lucky. Sometimes. We start training today. First <laughs> one of us to hit a major league home run. Okay. Wins. Well, how, what, what are we betting? Five million dollars. Five million. We might All as right. well because yeah. we're never getting Neither to the stadium. <laughs> you heard it, folks. Five million dollars. Jack and I hitting a hitting a home run. Um, All right. I do this. To have this thing since I was a kid, probably if, if I was the president. Yeah. When I see things in the world that I don't like, dumb yeah. things. Yeah. Um, so one of mine has always been I just want straight roads, no curves. <laughs> All roads are straight. Think okay. about it. You know how much we'd save on gas? 
transportation costs, everything's just, if I want it from here to my house, straight line. I'm there yeah. at half the time. Right. Why do we need to have curves? Yeah. Right? We just destroy everything in our path. And okay. it's just a straight line everywhere. Uh, yeah. Okay? okay? I also want to ban reply all. Okay. If someone I, replies all to yep. an email, they're immediately sent off to the reply all island, never to be seen again. Yeah. Dumb stuff like that. Okay. If you have anything in your life, you become president tomorrow. Okay. That you you put into play. Um, LED headlights in cars. I want gone. I'm gone. A, I, I like too bright. Like way too bright. I have astigmatism in my eyes, and at night, I, I like if a like a lifted Chevy drives up behind me and he hasn't lo- he got his lift kit yesterday and hasn't lowered his LED headlights I seriously think about the running them <laughs> off of the road they and are, going to right? prison and Some going of to those prison are really that's one and then meetings that could have been emails that's two or conference or zoom calls that's three and it's always like the, the, there's always the you know when you're on a conference call or a Zoom call and like you're about to wrap it up and it's been the worst two and a half hours of your life and it's all of it could have been a, a three paragraph email. Yeah. And that one that one guy who hasn't said anything is like hasn't said anything and he's like just starting to wake up and he's like, Oh, yeah, just to piggyback off what Bill said earlier, I I I want to commit war crimes yeah, when that happens. And it's like, and it's already been two hours, and he hasn't said a thing. And he starts freaking out in his little corporate mind, where he's like, well, "But if I don't talk, he's got it. He's my got job's gone." Yeah. yeah, I oh, that was I could, good, Jack. You reeled off three like yeah, that, dude. Oh, I, I, if you gave me five minutes, I could have seventeen more. <laughs> I got, um, I got tons of them. Yeah, I, I always keep a list of when I when I'm elected president. Yeah, um, yeah, because yeah. I'm gonna run. Well. Yeah, the straight roads could just be solved with public transportation. You could be... Oh, I don't want to drive pu- right public transportation. Oh, that's yeah. That's where you're the murders too, are. Yeah, you're too good for public transportation. Dude, <laughs> Dude that's scary. <laughs> what do you mean? Just picture it. Yeah, you well, go to... Yeah. All right, you... I drove to California in June. Okay. If Get, I could have gone perfectly straight from my house to California, I bet it takes 10 hours off that trip. No, I'd go around mountains and over hills and just through bl- the forests. Should just blow up the Tetons, huh? Just we can build more caves. <laughs> <laughs> just right through, right through Jackson, so if, Wyoming. If your house is at point A, yeah, you want to come to my house, point B, and in the middle is a an apartment complex, eminent domain. Blow that baby yeah. up. Yeah, we don't even Sorry, ask. There could be people in it. <laughs> It's just they better hear the bulldozers so, and the dynamite. Are the are these all at ninety degree angles though? Is it all north, south, east, no, west? No, it's, it's, it's a diagonal whole system too? over, okay. um, like stacked on top of each other. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, kick it around. I'll I'll think about it. It would I save think. so much gas. We wouldn't have to buy cars as much because yeah. less wear and tear. You get places quicker. You could work longer and have a better productive society. Our economy would immediately shoot up. Talking like a true, true American right. now. I can work this is, longer. This is my, this is my platform. <laughs> um, all right. So I know we talked about it maybe yesterday about your one of your goals is to become a college tennis coach. Yeah. Um, so if there's anybody listening on this that has connections for Jack, yeah, <laughs> hook and us you up. You want to pay me a, a livable wage? A livable be, wage. That'd be fantastic. To be a college tennis coach. Yeah. Um, you got anything else, Jack? I think we covered... I mean, I know we've talked about a lot of stuff that we can't talk about here. Like, was it gerbils versus... Yeah, mice. Mice? Yeah. And right. You, you pick I, two field mice over a gerbil? Yeah, two versus one. It's math. No, dude. it's math. Dude, you're going to be an engineer. You should know two Body is weight. better than one. Body weight. All right, you've got two cookies. Two cookies. And one or cookie. Or one cookie. <laughs> and someone <laughs> says, which which would you want? No, Are you're you like, going to take the one cookie? You're like saying, oh, these like two Chips Ahoy cookies versus this one famous Amos. <laughs> it, it, like, it, the gerbil is way too aggressive. Wait, is the gerbil famous Amos? Yeah. The, it, you're two like tiny little like travel-sized Chips Ahoy cookies. We just named the gerbil finally. The we famous to, Amos. We need to tell the whole staff that because there are a lot of people in this conversation. We named the journal. yeah, and everybody's like, "Oh, two field mice." I have, have never seen literally any like any wild animal kill another one. It's always it's always who's more aggressive. And I tell this 
translates directly into tennis or or street fights. If you come out <laughs> Similar crazy, things. yeah. If you come out crazy, or like and like a heavyweight, you are always going to win that fight. You, if you're the angrier one, maybe this doesn't apply to tennis. In tennis? No, this I is more street fights. You fighting. might win the first set. Yeah, and yeah, you'll yeah, run yeah, out yeah. Of gas. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not tennis, but street fights for sure. If you're the matter one of of anybody, and you got like 50 pounds on somebody, you're gonna win that fight. And that is the gerbil. He's angrier, and he's got <laughs> a so lot awesome. of weight, a lot of weight behind him where the field mice do not. I'm so pumped we got around to this. Yeah. That was that was the goal. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's kind of like I was talking to Hartwick yesterday. Yeah. When you go to prison, first thing you're supposed to do is kill somebody. <laughs> you do not kill somebody. Yeah, you do. You get respect. And then you become the leader. That Every every prison movie, you go in, you got to kill somebody right away. And that's how you get respect. You're, you're going to go... You ever watch the prison movie? You're gonna go. You're gonna go to prison on like public urination charges for three months, and you're like, "Well, I gotta, I gotta kill someone." You're, That's you're in there for like forty eight hours. I would not last long in prison, so I need I need immediately be like the prison boss. Yeah, and or that's, that's it. I'd pay money to see you try to become a prison boss. I would. I would it's, not last. No. No. It's why you know this is why I like working here. Yeah. Because these conversations aren't just... I've had this conversation <laughs> with other people in this building. Um, it's, it's, so. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, I think that's it. So if you're listening to this, you know, you can, um, you can also follow this stuff on uh, my Facebook, social media, TikTok, Instagram. I did just start a, uh, Instagram just for this podcast. It's going to be specific to... Um, videos and things just about like our conversations so it won't yeah. be general my other one's kind of general stuff jack do you want them to follow you anywhere do you put any tennis stuff out is I, that important to you you I, don't have to i do not i keep my social media private because i'm a public school employee which good idea I, yeah i tried to, i tried to you can follow the high performance academy instagram page is that what it is? So, is, yeah. it, is it hp academy it's HP like h tennis oh i should have looked this up it's, it's Lake Country Hartwick.com. It's at Tim Hartwick. Everybody follow at Tim yes, Hartwick. Follow Tim. Tim Hartwick. We need followers. Um, let me look this up. It's HP something. Lake Country HP Tennis. Lake Country HP Tennis. If you nice. want to follow some of the stuff Jack does, I know that lately I saw you guys actually put some pictures and some yeah, we're gonna stuff. hopefully post some videos of uh, some point play of our and HP is our our. Um, higher end of our junior program so um why are you teaching it uh i you, teach i mean Tim, based on your forehand you hit the fence oh, probably god. be in the oh god lp the low be, performance no, i should go back to orange ball <laughs> but uh but tim it's tim hartwick's uh, love child and then i'm i coach quite a few classes with tim and and with other coaches here it's a great program if you have a little junior that can can smoke some forehands into the tarp <laughs> send them this way <laughs> all right and um what else oh i always mentioned coming up we do have one thing at the whack for members and non-members the babylot demo day i've mentioned a couple times it's next friday december 8th um i think it's 30 or 35 dollars you get a couple hours of tennis and can use all the new babylot rackets so if you want to do that just call the club um, find us everywhere. If you have any exciting questions for Jack, just shoot me an email or a text, and I'll pass them on. Um, Jack, it was awesome. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, people of the world, we're we're leaving. You, you don't have anything else, right? No. No final words? No. I don't have any either. I have no good smart words. No. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Peace out.